the lyrics from a hymn we'll sing in just a few minutes. Perverse and foolish, oft I strayed, but yet in love he sought me, and on his shoulders gently laid, and home rejoicing brought me. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Well, in the last number of years, uh, I have become uh, very drawn to, to icons, icons, particularly icons of Christ. And um, I can just say this has not served the Bales family budget very well. Um, in fact, I'm on a buying hold right now from Mindy. So. But if I could, I, w- I would carry around icons of Christ everywhere I go. They are comforting to me. They are directive for my day. They are centering to me. They remind me who I am and whose I am. You know, in Eastern Christian thought, icons bring into the beholder's presence the reality of what they convey. So the presence of Christ is conveyed to me in a unique way wherever I encounter his icon. I love this and I need this. Interestingly enough, the most prevalent image the most prevalent icon of Christ on the catacomb walls for early Christians, pre-Constantine, when they had to be hidden, was the image of Christ as shepherd, the image of a man holding a sheep all over the catacomb walls, more than of him as king, for example, which came later after Christianity got a, a big shout out from Constantine. This is the image of Christ, him carrying us on his shoulders that lived in the hearts and minds of the early Christians. When they thought of Jesus, this is the image that came to mind. Today is Good Shepherd Sunday, as you can probably tell from the collect and the psalm and the gospel reading. And I want to suggest to you that this image of Christ as our shepherd holding each of us on his shoulders, should live in our hearts and minds as well. We're going to reflect on this. It's also the theme of Psalm 23, as well as the gospel passage. Here it is in a sentence, our theme for today. In the presence of the shepherd, the sheep have two things, protection and provision. In the presence, on the shoulders of the shepherd, we have two things that we most need as sheep, protection and provision. Let me show this to you in the gospel passage. First, in the presence of the shepherd, there is protection. You know, in the cultural context of the Bible, shepherds were really important figures because they were tasked with stewarding or managing a very valuable commodity, sheep. Sheep were, of course, a source of food and milk and clothing. They, they served as a sort of currency when you needed to barter or trade. So as, the, as tender of a picture as it is to see a, a shepherd with the sheep on his shoulders, and it is a tender image, sheep, I mean, shepherd were actually not wimps. Because if it wasn't lions and tigers and bears that were trying to get the sheep, then it was bandits and thieves and strangers, as Jesus calls them in this passage, 
who were trying to steal them. And this is the controversy into which we're thrown in John chapter 10, verse 1, right in the middle of it. Jesus is speaking to Israel's religious leaders, and he's calling them out as false shepherds, as shepherds who were leading their sheep away from God, not toward him. He calls them bandits, thieves, strangers, and he says they are threatening to kill, steal, and destroy God's sheepfold. Um, we, we don't have time to go into this, but chapter 10 really is the tail end of the story of the healing of the blind man in chapter 9. So, usually in John it goes sign, uh, discussion, discourse, almost every time. And so, we're coming in at the tail end where Jesus is trying to help people understand the miracle of His healing the man born blind from birth. But they are, get this, they are too blind to understand it. So, Jesus is calling them out. Friends, it almost goes without saying that in every single iteration of God's sheepfold down through time and all around the world, there are always, always have been, always will be leaders, people, ideas, political ideologies, social agendas, church trends that seek to manipulate the sheep away from the shepherd. It's the way of the fallen world. It's the way of the fallen world. We don't ever want to lose track of the centrality of our shepherd, Jesus, at the Cathedral Church of St. Luke. Regardless of the political ideologies around us, the social agendas around us, as important as they may be, as critical in our culture as they may be, our shepherd is the point. Our shepherd is the point. We want to stay in his presence. Theologian Molly Marshall says it this way. I love this quote. When Christological awareness ebbs in, in congregational life, when the story of Jesus is neglected, the church becomes unmoored and rudderless, unmoored and rudderless. So staying close to the shepherd, staying on his shoulders as a church, remaining in his presence means that we will be able to distinguish between false shepherds, false agendas, and the true shepherd, always. He protects us. That's why we stay close. Here's the second message from John chapter 10. In the presence of the shepherd, the sheep find provision. Not just protection, but provision. And this provision, you'll see, is intimate and personal. It's in the future, and it's also in the present. It's in the eternal and in the here and now. This is the way of the shepherd's provision. Now, as cheesy as this may be, and I, can, I know it's cheesy now because I shared this with the eight o'clockers and not, you could hear a pin drop. So I think they just felt sorry for me. But <laughs> as cheesy as this may be, um, it's true. No matter how many times I hear the song and see the archived photos on the TV screen, for the show Cheers, I get choked up. Maybe it's because I'm a therapist and I, I see this played out during the week, but when the dude sings, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That is an existential truth. You know what I'm saying? We all want to be seen and known. 
down to our core. And so even if on a fantastic 80s TV show you hear it, it rings true. Here's what I love about being a Christian, is that at the core, one of the cornerstones of our faith is that God knows our names. He calls us each by name, the text says. Not throned above, not throned above, remotely high, untouched, unmoved by human pains, but daily in the midst of life, our Savior with the Father reigns. We sing that in one of our Easter hymns, Christ is alive, let Christians sing. In the presence of the shepherd, we have provision because he knows our names. Look at the gospel text with me. Notice the provision. It's intimate, personal, present, eternal. Verse 2, he comes to the sheepfold to get us. He comes to get us. Verse 3 and 4, he calls our names and then he leads the sheep out. He leads us out into pasture for food and water. He doesn't leave any of us behind, verse 4. He goes out ahead of us like a brave leader to make sure that things are okay, that there aren't any lions and tigers and bears in the pasture, verse 5. And then he summarizes his provision as the true shepherd, opposed to the false shepherds in John 10. He summarizes it by saying this, I have come, verse 10, last verse, I have come that they might have life, abundant life. The shepherd provides for our needs. And this provision is intimate and personal. He calls us each by name. He gives us abundant life, not just in eternity, although this is often the way the word life in the Gospel of John is used. John uses life as a theme to talk about the eternal. Here's the thing. We don't just have eternal life, like we're sheep hanging out in the sheepfold, waiting to be zipped up to heaven so we can finally be nourished and be filled and have a fulfilling life. That's not the Christian gospel. The Christian gospel is that God, the Word, the eternal Word, has brought life into the here and now. So as sheep, we have fulfilling lives now. We have fulfilling lives now. In the words of the text, we're going out and we're coming in to pasture, right? Remember, sheep, as you might know, are completely dependent animals on the shepherd. If the shepherd doesn't leave the sheep to food and water, they won't be able to survive. And even then, they wander off. As we sing in another hymn, hymn, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. That's a sheep. So sheep, let me ask you, what is it that you need from the shepherd who provides for your souls? What do you need today? What do you need today? Think about it. And notice, it's not necessarily what you want, although certainly God cares about that too. But what do you need? What do you need? Most of us here have food, water, and clothing, although for some of us that might be a need as well. We need jobs. We need direction in life. We need emotional healing, physical healing, relational healing. We need forgiveness. We need freedom. Today, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is this. 
God says to each of us, I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. I want to provide for your needs, and I want you to trust me to do that for you as a shepherd. When we're on the shoulders of the shepherd, there is protection and provision. I think of the graduates today and of the little one we're about to baptize. What more could you ask for as an image that carries you through the rest of your life? Jesus is your shepherd who will protect you and provide for you. There's a sense in which every Sunday when we come in here like this right now, the shepherd leads us into the sheepfold, doesn't he? He puts us on his shoulders from Longwood and Lake Nona and all over Orlando. He carries us into the, the place where there's safety and we sit next to our brother and sister sheep who smell bad. And in the presence of the shepherd, right here, in the presence of the shepherd, first we hear his voice calling our name in the scripture reading. Did you hear your name in Acts, in Peter's letter, in the gospel, in the psalm? Jesus was speaking to you. And then, then we do something that's absolutely upside down. Then we take a moment at the table to recall, or as the liturgy says, to make present again, the fact that our great shepherd actually became a sheep, didn't he? He became the sacrificial lamb. The shepherd became a sheep that we might get to live in the shepherd's presence forever. As we move to the table and baptism, these great signs of grace, great signs of the shepherd's provision and protection for each of us, May we taste and see, taste and see the protection and the provision of our great shepherd. Amen.